0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Comeback Nation podcast. I'm Louise Karinwi, business psychologist and coach. And this podcast is all about stories of failure, setbacks and disappointments in career, business and life. And yes, you heard right. This is a space for vulnerability and honesty. Not only to normalize challenges and talk about these things, but most critically, to develop resilience and also establish tactics and strategies for the comeback. And that's why we're called Comeback Nation. This is a time to talk about real things that happen in real life and talk about real strategies that work. And today's guest is coming on to talk about career and I think a little sprinkling of business as well. So we're going to be hearing some stories from none other than Aisha Knight, Group HR Director. So welcome,
1: Aisha. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you on. Thank you. We'd love to hear a bit more about you. Okay, just I'll give you a quick, you know, rundown of my background. My background is in human resources management. And I've been in the game for around like over 20 years, actually. It's scary (laughs) when I think about (laughs) it. (laughs) I've moved through various companies, you know, starting at, you know, big corporates such as, you know, McDonald's Group. I did a long stint at KPMG, the professional services firm, Barclays Bank, um, latterly some commercial property firms, and then finished, you know, my my last stint in the corporate world was in entertainment. And at the moment I'm kind of doing my own freelance thing. But over the years I've, you know, worked in different parts of HR from, you know, diversity and inclusion to compensation and benefits Relations, etc., and you know, I also have been a little bit of an entrepreneur, so I'm having a you know kind of side hustle business, which a lot of people these days have. But that's kind of about me, that's a little bit about me and my career. Oh, that's fantastic! I mean, that's
0: quite a good amount of time in the HR space, a number of years to have a a variety of experiences. It would be just good to know. Over that period of time, what were some of the, the biggest setbacks and disappointments or failures that you encountered and how did you overcome
1: them to get to where you are today? Well, Louise, there have been many along the yeah. way, first think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, careers are never, well, for some of us, they're never linear, they're never, um, you know, a, a ladder. When you go to, you know, you come out of education, the way you're given the the spiel is okay. You do a few years as a junior and then you get promoted and then you get promoted and that's not how it actually works. Yeah, definitely. No, it's not. And, and I think for some of us, it definitely doesn't work like that. Um, Especially if people that are... I'll speak, I can speak to people that are from underrepresented groups. Mm-hmm. And As a black woman, it's, you know, you, you don't always get looked at to kind of get that next promotion. Yeah. So in terms yeah. of the setbacks, if I go... I don't want to go back too far because as I said, I've got around, you know, 20, over 20 years of experience (laughs) under my belt. But I'm not gonna go back too far. If I go back to KPMG, for example, where in 2014 I was made redundant from that, that organization, which you know it happened a lot, they would always have a churn and I survived for seven years before getting made redundant. So it's not it's not uncommon there that you would hear people, you know, they they move on from that organization. However, in terms of the challenges, that was my identity for, I guess my business identity for seven years was KPMG. And I had all the contacts that you could have all the way up to the C-suites. You know, I worked for people mm-hmm. across the globe, up to the chairman's office, et cetera. So I was actually a very known face and I was, you know, often pushed to help with their kind of social media efforts internally and just be a face of, I guess, diversity there. Yeah. So for me at that point, I'd, I'd obviously been made redundant, lost my job at the same time I was moving house so it wasn't a great time yeah that's a lot you know? <laughs> so it was a lot and 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 kind of coming out of on a personal level kind of things like relationships and things so at that point in my life that summer of 2014 was very difficult and again, trying to start again trying to find another organization what do I do in terms of the you know entrepreneur side I did start a small business at the time because it gave me time to take stock of my career and think, do I really want to go back into this corporate world? Do I want to have more control over my own destiny? That type of conversation, those are the type of conversations I was having with myself. You know, having something else to do, I would say that that helped me get through the process of being made redundant, losing that identity as a kpmg which, you know, there was a very strong corporate culture there. And once you were part of it, you were kind of, it was almost like a, I don't know, it was like a firm, I guess. (laughs) And then being cut off from colleagues that you're used to having. And then how do you start getting another organization? And then after that, I joined Barclays the same year, later in that year. And I had to use the tools that I had in my arsenal to start again, essentially start building relationships with people Starting to navigate the culture, which was a completely different thing. If you think of seven years in one place, it, it is like a relationship and then you have to start all over again. It was quite challenging for me. And I will say that the Barclays environment was challenging as well. It was, it wasn't warm and fuzzy and, you know, I didn't know anyone. So I had to, I was just basically a nobody starting all over again. And, and that was one challenging situation. I'd say that transition from KPMG to having a small business to going back into the workforce because I did need to, you know, for every business before it starts off, before it takes off financially, you need to pay the bills, right? So, you know, I was thrown back into the corporate world.
0: Yeah. And that can be tough, you know, having to, you know, almost think about again, well, who am I when you leave Absolutely. an organization that is so all, all consuming and, and encapsulates, you know, everything you do and, you know, has a number of benefits as well and perks to working there. How do you think people can navigate that? Because redundancies are going to become more frequent, already seeing in today's climate in the midst of a global pandemic that there are more and more people who are either being made redundant or on furlough or losing losing their jobs, essentially. How do you mitigate that crisis of identity when you're now leaving a place that you had such affinity to?
1: Well, I would say initially I didn't. Obviously, it was a shock to be let go. Usually in an organisation as large as KPMG, there are other roles you could move to. So while I was there, I moved to different types of HR. Um, I was never in anything more than two years because I get bored. So that was difficult and how to navigate it. I will say that there was an element of, you know, let's put it on the table. There was an element of counselling that was done. Yeah, Just to help me understand this was an identity issue. And it wasn't just myself that was made redundant. It was like a a large, you know, a, a bunch of people being made redundant. So that helped me not to take it too personally, that it wasn't me or anything that was a shortcoming. It was literally a business shift. That's another thing. How did I cope? I think just having people around you that are positive helps that see the you know people reminding you of what you've done in the past and how you have impacted others and and the good things that you've done and the fact that you are worthy <laughs> that is very that was very important at that point because it, it does knock your confidence being let go from any role even if it's not personal it does not confidence i would say that one of the tools is grieve first of all grieve that Company, you, yeah. you you need mm-hmm. your to give yourself some time to grieve that job, and and this is one of the the tools that was given in the counselling. That kind of grieving, grieving, and then the acceptance, and then the optimism. This is a new challenge. This is a new uh, opportunity for me to reinvent myself in whatever yeah. the next thing is and just kind of reimagine yourself. Talk to mentors. Talk to people. Network a lot. That's one thing that really helped me as well. Networking with people, try to build your network whether that's by LinkedIn or asking people for character references before you leave whatever organisation and say, "Look, I'm leaving. Can we, you know, connect on LinkedIn?" One of the things that I did ask for as well were um, recommendations on LinkedIn. So these are the little things you know you can do to just kind of perk yourself up a little bit when you go back into the workforce
0: that's if you want. Nice.
1: Yeah. So those are some of the points.
0: Oh, thank you so much. So mourning, you know, the departure and sort of making that break psychologically, reinventing yourself, networking and connecting with people. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. So, you know, what for you, would you share for for people when it comes to, you know, bouncing back and coming back from such setbacks? Because you did bounce back, you did come back and you shared some of the, the tactics that you you use to do that what are your three tips and, and strategies
1: so one of them is not being afraid to try something different that's one so if you think about the fact that you know you come you you could be coming from a role where you know it's a permanent role so up until kpmg all of my roles had been permanent They'd, they hadn't been kind of contracts and then when i left that's when i had the the I guess, the guts, the courage to try a contract because I wasn't sure where I would end up. I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in this field. So the best thing for me was, look, get some contracts that gives you, you know, doesn't, you don't have to commit, or, you know, everything emotionally to the organization. And similarly, they don't have to commit everything to you. You see how it goes and if it's right for you. So I'd say try new things, try different ways of working it's definitely the time to, like I said, if you want to start a business or something you've always wanted to do, that redundancy time, and hopefully you would have gotten uh, some type of financial you know, redundancy pay to keep you going for a while. That is the time to try new things. So I think trying new things and you, you will surprise yourself. That's one point. The second point is, and, and this is not an easy point, I'll caveat by saying that, <laughs> having a positive outlook to things. Have a positive outlook. Don't think about why not, why me or why is this happening to me or why can't I have this? Think about why why, why shouldn't I have this? One of the things I believe in very strongly is um, vision boarding. And I use that for my career as well. So if there are any courses that I'm looking to do. So one of the things I did was a lot of courses, a lot of qualifications in the background as I could. Sure. I put that down where I wanted and kind of where I wanted to be, the type of role I wanted to be in and the kind of life I wanted to have. I put all of those things on my vision board. And then as you know, it just helps you to focus because as time goes on, you do tend to realize you're ticking off all of these goals and accomplishments. To have a vision. Absolutely. Have a vision for your life. Don't, I would advise people don't just float in the wind and just kind of take whatever happens to you. You need to make a plan for what you want to do with your life. And that could include writing a journal, writing down what it is you want to achieve and the little steps you'll take to get there. Or literally just having images, like I said, on a vision board. For me, that has really helped over the years. And, you know, it helps. to. It's not magic, by the way. I'm not saying this is all kind of magic. (laughs) It's a focusing tool. It helps you to focus on what you actually want in your life, and reevaluate. Okay, every year or every six months, what have I achieved? What is it I'm looking to do? How can I get to the next step? So that's what it does for you. And the third thing I would say, things that have helped me is be able to look back and celebrate your successes. Too often in life, we are running on what I call like a hamster wheel, and we're looking for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. At least I know I am. That's I'm. I'm very much focused on goals. That's the way I've realized after God knows how many years of living that I'm very focused on goals. I like tangible goals. I like to know, okay, this is what I've done. This, is what... And sometimes, as I've said, okay, you've got one on one end, you've got the let's visualize the, your life. On the other end, you have, okay, what's the next thing? And sometimes I do get caught up on, okay, what's the next thing without looking back and saying, okay, what have I actually achieved? How can I celebrate that and celebrate myself? in order to give me a better sense of self-esteem, sure, you know, to, to look at my, my career and think, wow, you've actually survived all of this time and you've moved from this company to that company. And you, the thing is, I would only tend to hear that when I'm on the other end of, let's say, recruitment or for a role, they'll be saying to me, oh, Aisha, you've got this great career, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, so we're interested in you. But do I ever reflect myself and think, oh... I've actually come quite far, and that that's one of the things i I would say I don't always do, but it's very good to do that because it just fills you with a sense of you know achievement and you know feeling that you can just you've got a lot in your arsenal and a wealth of experience to move forward with.
0: Yeah, it's about you know shifting your perspective, isn't it? And absolutely. also becoming grateful for what you've achieved mm-hmm. as well. That's Essentially, true. what we focus on grows. So yeah. it's so important that our perspective is on the right things. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So you spoke about not being afraid to try something different in the midst mm-hmm. of all all that change and, and challenge and setback. Also having a positive outlook instead of asking why me, ask why not? Why not me? <laughs> why not me <laughs> yeah why not me and looking back and celebrating successes i mean i think that's fantastic and i know you you didn't necessarily add this to your three key sort of tips and tactics but you did mention this earlier which was to have the right people around you people that will lift you up support you motivate you which is a common thread in almost every single episode it's something that is shared by one of the guests so it's clearly very very key
1: well, they say that you know the five closest people to you are a reflection of where you'll be in life it's yeah it's, it's very true and and what I would say if I go back to twenty fourteen at that point in life, I did do a life audit mm. <laughs> as well because it was a time to really look at who was in my corner mm. supporting and who was kind of who were the naysayers who were the negative people and people that never had anything good to say about what I was doing. And I did have those people in my life, but thankfully I cleared that circle of, of kind of doubt and negativity. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be, we shouldn't look at anything negative and try and improve it. But there are certain people that are going to tell you, for example, when I went through whatever struggles, and I'm not saying that's the only one, there are others since then, but I remember one of my very good friends reminding me of, The kind of key skills that I had, the fact that she felt inspired by me and things that I'd done. So these are these are things. Sometimes when you're down, you do need to hear it, Mm -hmm. you know. So definitely having having the right circle of people is important in your professional and personal life. In terms of your professional life, you need to find allies and people that will speak up on your behalf, and those who are happy to give you recommendations or um, character references. Because as you know or you may not know those listening, whenever you ask for a basic a reference from an employer, they will usually just give you a basic reference. Yeah. As in you worked here, were the dates, this was your position. That's it. But in order to sway a role in your favor, it's good to have those, you know, it's good to have those senior individuals or colleagues that will be happy to vouch for you and your skills and your experience. That's always, you know, and as you move further in your career, that, that becomes ever so much more important because they do then ask, right, we, can we get some type of character reference for you, somebody that will vouch for you, etc. So it's good to build those. When you're leaving an organisation, it's good to keep those people, you know, keep in touch yeah. with some of those types of people.
0: Wow. Thank you so much, Aisha. Um, that was so, so insightful and I think so relevant for today with so much being uncertain you know when it comes to the world of work and I think that's gonna really speak to a lot of people so just a a huge clap for you thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today and before we end I'm going to share my usual quote that I say at the end of every single episode and today's is from Ben Stein and it is it is inevitable that some defeat will enter even the most victorious life. The human spirit is never finished when it is defeated. It is finished when it surrenders. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye everyone.